Hey, and welcome to the 67th episode of Cafe Attic. This episode is brought to you by Regulation Marketing. My name is Christian Shelton, and I am here with my co-host, Joey Kiata, the one and only Joey Kiata. <laughs> nice. I don't know why I repeated myself there. Hey, what's up, dude? No, that's cool. Uh, what's up, man? Um, just just here, living life. Uh, it's been Drinking two weeks. Drinking your coffee. Drinking my coffee, yeah. yeah. I think it's been two weeks, right, since we last recorded? It has been, yeah. You know, and two weeks ago, um, we had just talked about pre-orders for the Analog Pocket, which is basically a recreation of the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a lot more than that, as we discussed. So if you want to learn what it does, check out our last episode, episode 66. But in the meantime, we just wanted to let you know that, you know, we weren't sure how the pre-order process was going to go. All we knew is that I was definitely going to get it and that Joey was maybe going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I am happy to say that despite the fact that it sold out in 15 minutes, maybe less, maybe like 13 minutes, both Joey and I got the Analog Pocket pre-order. Ooh, so we're both happy about that. Yeah. So um, if you want to go into that really quick, um, the pre-order process online was apparently not very good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I went in to get it right at around eight o'clock is whenever it started. Mm-hmm. And I put in my card information and I, I well, I think I did. But I got to the place where I needed to enter my address. So I was like, okay. Uh, it was just a loading screen. Like, I got the loading and loading and loading. I'm like, what the heck? So, you know, I refreshed it and it was doing the same thing. I'm like, what the heck? And Joey had texted me saying, hey, I got it. I was like, what? And I told him that, like, I was stuck on the, the screen where I had to enter my address. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just, you know, reload it again. And I'm like, okay. So I, I did it. And thankfully it worked and, you know, I got my pre-order and I was like super happy. I was like, cool. And then only to find out that like, you know, pre-orders had ended like really, really um, soon after that. Mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of people were having the same issues and a lot of people were so mad about that. Yeah. Like, no, people I did were it. like um, criticizing them like crazy on Twitter. Like um, Analog put out the whole 15 minute thing, like, oh, sold out kind of thing, you know, like thanks for the pre-orders, but we're sold out. And um, all like pretty much 90% of the replies were just people going, I didn't get to have mine. Congrats to the people that did get one. But seriously, you guys need to fix your stuff because I got stuck on like the the shipping screen is where everybody was getting stuck on apparently. And I mean, I got stuck on it too, but just one refresh is all it took for me. Um, So I, I feel like we got extremely lucky, Christian. But like, I dude, so too. I, I, I honestly think that maybe... Like they they had they knew the hype, dude. Come on, everybody was talking about this. Even people who weren't super into analog to begin with uh, knew about the pocket. You know, um, they're like, I don't know. It, it just seems like like the hype was 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 definitely there for it. And this one little, I guess you could call it a glitch. I don't know. It, it's just their website because this has happened before. Except, at least to me, it has. Um, except never with a pre order. Say, for example, when I ordered the Mega SG for you or when I got the Super NT for me, it you, it would always get stuck on the on the shipping screen because um, it has like this weird calculator that's like a real time calculator on their website. I think that's what they probably need to get rid of, though. Interesting. Yeah, well, I know, you know, based off of some articles I read that they use Shopify, which I feel like Shopify should be able to handle, you know, that since Shopify is used for like so many, you know, e-commerce um, people out there. Mm hmm. Um, but maybe, you know, 
the analog pocket was maybe you know more hyped up than the other consoles that they've put out because sure sega genesis was really cool and you know the snes was really cool but i feel like when you say game boy like so many more people know what the game boy is you know oh yeah absolutely like er everything was a game boy no matter what mm -hmm. it was you know like hey that's my nintendo 64 oh no it's a game boy <laughs> you know like <laughs> i don't know it was like the popular term back then i think for games um, yeah it was like it was like what the ds is now like it, people don't say 3ds or you know 2ds excel or anything they'll, they'll say it's a ds like that's just literally it even when the ds came out i think people would call it a game boy Exactly. No, I would call it that. <laughs> yeah. Knowing full well that it was, a, you know, a DS. I mean, I had the 3DS even. I, I skipped the original DS and got the 3DS. Right. Even then, like, I would still slip up and say Game Boy, you know? Um, it's just super iconic. So, you know what? Congratulations for getting it. I'm glad that you got it with, you know, your Green Day money. And yeah. um, I'm glad I got it. And uh, I can't wait until it comes, you know, next, yeah, uh, what, next year. <laughs> yeah, it, it comes out in May. 2021. So, yeah, you know, if we and, make it that long. <laughs> I know the world is a crazy, <laughs> crazy place right now, but I will say, you know, in order to cope with some of the craziness, um, the analog pocket pre-order actually pushed me over the edge in a good way to do something that I've been wanting to do maybe for years now. Mm -hmm. And I finally pulled the trigger. So, you know, with all the nostalgia wrapped up, you know, talking about Game Boy, I went and actually bought a GameCube um, complete in box. And... Um, you know, before I dive into that process, I kind of just wanted to give a little, you know, background on the GameCube and why I am so personally attached to it. Um, one, it's just a cool console overall, you know, like it mm -hmm. followed up, um, after the N Nintendo 64 and it was the first Nintendo console to use discs, albeit they were really tiny little baby discs, but you know, whatever, that's kind of cool. Um, but the GameCube was actually the very first console that I personally purchased with my money. So, um, previous to that, like I had gotten the Nintendo 64 for Christmas. Um, I got the Game Boy maybe also for Christmas. I don't really remember, uh, getting it, but the GameCube, I remember like I got some birthday money and I was like, okay, I'm going to go buy the GameCube. And so I got that, um, uh, the Indigo one, the purplish one. Uh, from Toys R Us and I also got Super Smash Brothers for it I believe and then I think I had like a sleepover and we just played that all night so like that was my first experience with the GameCube and I loved it so much and obviously you know there was more games on there that I got but I kind of want to hear <laughs> your first experience with the Game Boy if, if you're not, not the Game Boy sorry the GameCube yes so um yeah no it's funny that you mentioned that so like um <laughs> The first time I really ever got an experience with the GameCube was with that same GameCube, <laughs> the one that you're talking <laughs> about, in the sense that uh, you sold me the GameCube for $10 um, back in 2007, 2008, give or take. And um, at the time, I was like, oh, cool, a GameCube, whatever, you know. Um, but now I'm just like, I, I, I think back to it, right? And um, I think that's the last big jump that we had in terms of graphics, like the PS1 to the PS2, the the uh, 64 to the GameCube, and then the Saturn to the Dreamcast was like the last big jump or big leap in graphics in terms of like, you know, 3D graphics. Because you had the clunky little visuals from the PS1 and the N64. You had little Super Mario running around with his like, you know, I don't know, detached limbs all just put together. I don't know if that makes sense. It just looked weird. And then like, and then like you look at, at the difference for like Mario Sunshine 
And that game looks so well put together. It looks almost HD compared to Mario 64, you know? Oh, totally. I don't know that we've ever really gotten another... uh, Like, obviously, there's visual upgrades with consoles moving forward. I'm not denying that at all. Um, But, like, something so big uh, to go from, like, cheap little polygons to something so smooth on the GameCube or the PS2, I feel like that's the last time we got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree 100%. You know, I was actually thinking about it, and... I'm excited to play it. Um, you recommended some, you know, adapters that basically upscale the analog um, feed to digital, if I'm not mistaken, so that I can play on, Kinda. you know, an HDMI TV. Again, mm-hmm. I don't understand the the process behind it, but mm-hmm. basically, it's it lets me play on the HD TV, right? Or like yep. a HDMI. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So so basically, the one the one that you got had um, like when the GameCube first came out, it had two ports on the back. Uh, one was the regular AV output, which is just a simple cable or whatever, just for standard definition. And the other one was supposed to be a port for 3D capabilities. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, so no, the I GameCube, didn't. the GameCube was actually supposed to have 3D capabilities. Um, there's actually a 3D image in Luigi's Mansion, or I think you can play it in 3D or something. There's some code in 3D in Luigi's Mansion that allows you to see something in 3D. Um, but apparently those monitors were too expensive back in the day, so they didn't end up doing it. But that port on the back, Nintendo ended up using it for component cables, which were like the back then the high definition. It was before HDMI pretty much, right? And so, um, the thing with that is that those cables are super expensive now because there's some type of little chip that's inside the cable that Nintendo used to sell. Um, so those cables are now 200 bucks. If you ever want to get a component cable, you're looking at 200 bucks. Um, but the ones I recommended to you were, um, basically what they did was they, they use that same port and make it convert component to HDMI, if that makes sense. So it's still digital because it, it. it was digital when it was component. Um, Understood. yeah, it's, it's a little weird cause, um, I don't know. It's called the digital AV out or something. And so, um, basically what I'm recommending to you is to get the HDMI adapter but not only that, there's another adapter from a different company that smooths out like aliasing. Um, it basically adds anti-aliasing, like the little, I can't explain it. It's like little um, pixels that look off on the TV uh, when the when the picture is, 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 isn't sharp enough. Um, it basically smooths them out. And dude, it, it's like a night and day difference, especially on Paper Mario. That's crazy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, you know, we talked about that jump in, you know, graphics. So... I'm sitting over here thinking, like, oh, I remember loving these games so much, but at the same time, I'm wondering, like, how much of a step back it's going to be, you know? Because, like, we, we've talked about this before, how 2D graphics and, like, pixel graphics are, like, timeless, still look mm-hmm. good no matter what, you know? But when it comes to 3D graphics, you can definitely, you know, they can be dated. So oh, I'm yeah. curious to see how these, you know, these adapters work, and I'm curious to see, you know, how the games feel. Like, hopefully, they're they're good enough for... You know, well, what they I'm, are. I'm hoping you open your eyes to Sunshine because I, I still think Sunshine is a very frustrating game. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see on that one. But, yeah. um, I mean, don't get me wrong. This isn't like magic or anything. Like, the, the games are still going to look like GameCube games. But now, yeah. with, the, with the added, you know, cables that you got or the adapters that you got, um, it won't look as fuzzy or as, I guess, I don't know. Because there, there's something about plugging a, a really old uh, console, like an N64 or a GameCube, to a TV, to a modern TV that just makes everything look super fuzzy and not very clear. 
Yeah. Um, and, and that's like those standard yellow, white, and red cables. But if you go beyond uh, those cables alone, you should be able to get a clearer picture. The N64, the only thing you could do was get a um, an S-video cable back in the day because it doesn't have RGB output. Um, but there's a company named Eon that made an HDMI adapter that helps, but not really. It's still like the, the, the N64 is really hard to make look good, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know yeah i can i can imagine but um but i definitely think that that the the cables that you end up getting for the gamecube will at least make it look a little sharper and a little nicer too um that way it doesn't look super dated at least i can at least speak for uh, mario kart double dash and paper mario the thousand year door because those are the only two games i really play on gamecube and those look fantastic with those adapters yeah, no, I actually took a deep dive on eBay and bought several GameCube games. Mm-hmm. The ones that, you know, I have played in the past, but also some that I haven't. Like, I actually, to this day, have never played um, a Luigi's Mansion. Like, not the original and not even the new one on the Switch. So, I, I bought that one. So, I'm super excited to play that because I want to do that before I play um, any of the other ones. Yeah, I know the no. second one's not that great, right? Uh, it's okay. Like the, the, the thing with the first and the third one is that they all pretty much take place in one, either one big mansion or one big hotel that kind of serves as a mansion. Um, but with different levels, of course, like, like literally levels of, you know, height, if that makes sense. Um, but the second one was more like a, kind of like a Mario game in the sense that like you had worlds, but the worlds were the mansions and like, okay, you're done with this mansion, go to the next mansion. And like, if, if you're into Resident Evil, which I know you are, uh, one and two pretty much take place uh, in one in one place, if that makes sense too. Um, that's kind of what you get with Luigi's Mansion one and three, and that's what I like about it. Mm, got it. Like, yeah, that's you, cool. You, you kind of go back and see, like, oh, I wasn't able to explore this area earlier. Now I can go through it and you know, explore it or continue, I guess. Yeah, no, very cool. Yeah, no, another game that I bought that I hadn't played before, actually. Scratch that. I haven't bought it yet, but I will be bidding on it. <laughs> is uh, Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door, which I know Let's you go. recommend, and you're currently playing that. Heck yeah. Uh, so I, it's it's like, uh, I think I'm on chapter four, if I'm correct, and there's like six chapters or something. I don't know. I've never actually completed it, so I'm still working on it, but that game is so cool. <laughs> um, I, I think <laughs> um, I think you'll enjoy the battle. Well, I think you'll enjoy the gameplay just because it's like, it's more traditional turn-based jrpg than what we get in the recent one um for the recent one you don't get partners you just kind of get like oh there's this bob that helps you occasionally when he feels like it if he doesn't miss you know <laughs> but um yeah. but I don't, I don't know i haven't gotten that far in, into that game either because i've also been kind of you know doing other stuff besides playing recent recently i guess made games yeah no and you should totally you know dive into that so you know i've i think it's really cool what you're doing if you want to you know dive into that yeah no um so basically not to kind of cut you off on the gamecube we can get back to this as well but something that i found kind of interesting when you said you wanted to talk about the gamecube or when you said that you purchased the gamecube was that um i've been playing a system from that same era it just happens to not be the same system Um, and that of course is the game boy advance and um it's really interesting because i know two weeks ago we talked about the pocket and for whatever reason when i started thinking about the pocket i was like oh i just kind of want to like i want to maybe mod some some game boy advances again i want to try that ips mod to try to get like the best screen possible you know um on these game boy advances and you know maybe keep one for myself and then sell the others 
And that's what I've been doing for like the past week and a half, dude, is is uh, buying a bunch of old Game Boys, the Game Boy Advance, and um, buying like mod kits for it, like buying screens, buying shells. Uh, I have one that has a rechargeable battery, like with a USB-C cable that you plug in. And um, all I've been doing just to, to you know, take advantage of, of my own console that I modded, all I've been doing this past week and a half or so is, is just playing playing a Game Boy Advance games and looking up for Game Boy Advance games I haven't played yet um, because I know the pockets around the corner. Well, a year from now, more or less. He has um, to say. <laughs> yeah, but at least, you know, by then I'll have even more games on my backlog to, you know, play on that if I ha- don't already complete them in this upcoming year. But um, there's this game called uh, Drill Dozer that was made by Game Freak um, that that Brandon recommended. One of our listeners, one of our friends actually recommended. Um, dude, it's cool because like the cartridge itself has rumble built into it. So like you plug it into like the Game Boy Advance or whatever and it actually rumbles like like I don't know. It, it's, it's silly. That's cool. But yeah, it's silly. But like it's, it's really cool because like I think there were only two or three games that released like that that had rumble and like packed into it mm-hmm. um and and i was like oh this is pretty neat and then i'm starting to play the game and i'm like oh this is really neat like this is a really cool game um you're kind of like a secret agent kind of thing looking for diamonds or you're a thief i don't know it's it's an interesting game all i, all I can say is it's a very interesting game <laughs> are there pokemon in it no but you know what like the character designs do look like game freak like that's cool uh, yeah they look like game freak characters for sure you know but um, it also feels very experimental. Like all you're doing with the game is like you have a drill and you either push R or L to drill forward or drill backwards, if that makes sense. But it's also a platformer. I don't know. It's it's really weird, dude. Like I, well, the first time Brandon told me about it, I'm like, oh, OK, that sounds weird. But like then I then I actually like tried it out um, on an emulator and I'm like, oh, this is pretty neat. I like it. I'm going to buy it. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh wait, this has rumble? Okay, <laughs> like it was, it was so I don't know, it was so interesting to me. But um, but yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. I've just been like messing around with Game Boy Advances this past week. That's cool. And yeah, I feel like Brandon tends to have good recommendations. So if he recommends something, I usually will take him up on it because he knows what's up. I think. Yeah, he actually recommended another game called uh, Mega Man Battle Network, which um I tried out on an emulator. I don't know. I I that one I might have to actually play a little more than than five minutes to see if I actually like it. But it, it seems like a time sink. Hmm, but, fair enough. But we'll see. But yeah. yeah um, and so sorry, like, ahead. do you enjoy, I mean, obviously you enjoy modding. Like, like what, what are you going to do with it? Like you said, you've been doing it for the past, you know, week and a half. Like, do you think this is something that you're going to keep on doing? Or do you think that, you know, it's going to fall off eventually? Well, um, I've been so I've been modding Game Boy Advances for I've been modding Game Boys in general actually for like the past four years maybe five years now, um, but recently what I've been wanting to do is because I just like seeing them like complete, um, I have no use for them you know and so what I'm trying to do or what I've been doing is like selling them online like through OfferUp or through eBay, um, I mean they they I make like roughly around fifty to sixty bucks off of them so there's some profit for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because there's people that like don't want to go through the hassle of modding anything, you know. They'd rather just of buy course. it. And like, oh, this this system works, cool, you know. But um, I don't know. I think that might be something I'm I'm a little interested in doing at the moment. Um, the only problem is that I guess supplies are starting to get a little um, scarce now with the shells oh, really? and the and the IPS. Yeah, just because you know the whole 
the whole certain that's going on uh, kind of makes things a little hard. Like one of the websites that I go to buy stuff uh, says that there's limited staffing, so expect delays. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it just takes a little longer. It actually didn't take that much longer. But yesterday or two days ago, I went to buy another another part. And now this part is out of stock. And I'm like, oh, cool. I, I just bought this like like a week ago. And what? what? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's out of stock already? Okay, I guess. So like it, everything's just kind of, you know, getting a little more scarce right now. So I guess that's kind of good in the sense that I already have these prepared to sell. Like maybe it can sell a little higher, but I don't know. Spe- Actually, though, speaking of selling things of, of, of high scarcity, uh, did you know, do you know how much those analog pockets are going for now? No, Dude, I don't. they're going over $1,000 on eBay. If you got a pre-order... Are you serious? Yeah, and that's not even the actual pocket. They're selling their pre-orders, my dude. They're selling more, their pre-orders for over $1,000 on eBay right now. I should have bought two. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I was, it's funny because <laughs> like, I was actually thinking about it too, right? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should just sell it and then like buy one again You know when it comes out. But I'm like, no, 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 no. I can't do that. Like, I feel like that's, that's a little... I hate to say that it's scummy, but it kind of is. If and only if the only reason you went online to purchase one was just to immediately sell it for a higher price. If that's the only reason you went online to buy one, I think that's extremely scummy of you to do. But yeah, which I think a lot of people did. Right. But at the same but $1, time, dollars. yeah, a thousand bucks. And the thing is, it's a double it's a double sided, I guess, issue. Right. You have the people selling them for this high. You have the people buying the pre-orders for this high. Guys, just wait. Don't feed into the scalpers. It's like. You're going to you're going to spend well over five times the value um, on a pre-order that you know isn't going to arrive for another year. You might as well just wait until they announce another pre-order, which will probably come out in the beginning of next year. Like they've already said that they're already working on possibly getting more pre-orders ready. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of waiting out at this point. Um, yeah, the dock might not be available because I think the dock was supposed to be limited. But if you're mainly, oh. yeah, I know. So if you got the doc, good on you, uh, which I know you did. But, you know, I'm talking to like the audience at this point. If anybody out there listening mm-hmm. got the doc, good on you. Hold on to that tight. Trust me, you're probably not going to get one anytime soon after, you know, you get the first one. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, if you can just wait, if all you want is a pocket itself, just wait. Don't you shouldn't have to spend more than $200 on it. That's what it costs. That's what it should be. Yeah, I guess, you know, I I understand it, though, Mm -hmm. because sure, Analog says they're going to come out with pre-orders, but, you know, there's a certain comfort from knowing you have something than, you know, waiting. Oh, when is the pre-order going to come out? Like, am I even going to get it then? What if the prices jump up even more because they sold out again? Look at it this way, too. Like, we're waiting. Like, the thing is, we for sure, supposedly for sure, have it pre-ordered, meaning that we're going to get it, right? How long are we going to wait to get it? Almost a year? So imagine the people Mm -hmm. who don't even have it pre-ordered. They're not going to be waiting the same time you and I are. They're probably going to be waiting a year and a half to two years from now. You know what I mean? To to actually get one. So so I get get it in that sense. But at the same time, you don't need it, need it. Like, like, I don't know. Ah. Some people do. I guess some people do. That's (laughs) the thing. Like, I can't argue for, for, you know, certain people um, because at the same time, I don't know that I'd spend a thousand dollars on it, but if it was like maybe oh it's three hundred instead of two hundred, I'd be like oh yeah I'll do it. I, I feel like I'd do it. You know what I mean? But maybe double, maybe max. maybe double just for the comfort of 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 you know you yeah. getting it. But I feel like if anything, people are like the price is probably going to go down because I would assume some people aren't going to buy the pre-orders on eBay. 
So the prices would hopefully come down. And then that's probably a good time to purchase it if you really want it at launch. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but yeah, so really quick, because um, I know we kind of diverted into my little GBA obsession for a bit. I want to go back to the GameCube and just say uh, sure. a few more things. And I guess one of those things would be um, I mentioned earlier not to hold these adapters or these cables at a high, high, high standard. Like they're not going to be super HD or anything. One of the games that I was thinking about when you told me that you were purchasing a completed box was um, Resident Evil Remake, the first one. So that game is obviously mm -hmm. on the Switch. It's on the PS4 Pro. Like you can play that game in HD now, right? Um, but of yeah. course, this game originally came out on the GameCube. So if you want that authentic experience of when it first came out, you're gonna you're gonna buy it on the GameCube. But um, that game is is kind of ugly with these cables. If you don't have another accessory, <laughs> which is a it's it's oh. an SD. It's so it's two things. It's an SD. Um, to memory card reader for the GameCube, which allows you, first of all, it allows you to um, to play any ROMs or ISOs if you want. Like if you want free games, that's one way to do it. Not that I'm you know recommending you to do that. I'm just saying you can do that. Um, but you would need that in order to force some games to go 480p. Because the thing is, some of the games will only work 480i. And with those cables that I was mentioning, 480i looks really ugly and it flickers just so you know so you you oh. yeah um even with the cables even with the you know everything some games are gonna look ugly i think most nintendo games though automatically offer progressive scan so this should be 480p and you'll be fine but just so you know i got a lot of third party though yeah if you're gonna be playing a lot of third party games just be ready to you know look at some ugly games i guess and then, um, and then the other thing you'd need <laughs> is uh, action replay, which I think you had at some point, right? Back in the day. Yeah, is that like the cheat codes and stuff? Yes. So, like, like, like the forced ones. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're not really using this device for cheat codes. You're using it to launch that SD card reader. Um, so you know, it's there's a lot of exploits with the GameCube if you ever want to dive into that. But um, you know, it, it it could potentially open up a world for for not modding but like uh, i guess experimentation for you if that makes sense which is fun because yeah no that you know it, it's worth it because you know the gamecube is a dead console yeah. in, in terms of you know it not you know being made anymore obviously right. um how, and you know a lot of these games you know i play them as a kid and i'm going to play them again but you know if you open up that door of quote unquote, you know, modding, <laughs> it allows for more, you know, replayability, you know, and like experimentation um, that, you know, wasn't originally there. Oh, I mean, I guess it might have been because AR was there, but like, yeah, but back it, then, it gives nobody really me even more reason it. to have it now. Yeah. And back then, nobody really knew mm -hmm. how to do it. Like, like now, because there's such a big scene, like I, I know we have the analog pocket and it comes with a docking station that we can hook up to the TV. And that's the best way to play it, you know, for us, because we're going to have that. Mm -hmm. But let's say we didn't get a pocket. Let's say the pocket doesn't even exist. The only legitimate way that's Nintendo branded, I guess, even with the pocket, um, to play your Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games on the television is by using the GameCube and using the startup disc that, you know, costs $100 just for that startup disc. 
You also have to buy the bottom adapter that goes in the GameCube that allows you to put Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games in there. But even then, mm-hmm. Christian, that disc has a lot of problems. It has a lot of, um, what's it called? It has a lot of lag for whatever reason. And um, it has a it has a really ugly filter that 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 comes out. Even if you put it in sharp mode or whatever, it still looks really ugly on your on your HDTV. So you would still need to get the action replay and that SD card reader to to get custom firmware to make your Game Boy Advance games look good on your HDTV. So again, this is opening up a brand new world for you if you ever decide to go into this route. But I, I, I told you the other day, I'm like, you know what? Since we're the pocket's gonna come out, don't even bother getting the um, you know, the Game Boy Advance connector for the bottom of the GameCube. There's no point. Yeah, There's exactly. No point. Like you're still gonna have to use the wired controller unless you get a WaveBird, which is really expensive. Um, as opposed to waiting till the pocket comes out and using any Bluetooth controller with it. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's just it's just crazy how you know. <laughs> A console from the past, you know, is something that is desirable now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a weird feeling. Like, it's cool. Like, dude. And obviously, in this stuff. Yeah, no, ahead. like, like, I was thinking about it, right? And, like, I was like, oh, man, I, I really wish, you know, I would have kept on, hold on to my old Game Boy Advance or my old Game Boy Color, you know what I mean? Like, from way back in the day. And um, because now they're like, you 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 look for a, a not working Game Boy Advance minimum, you're gonna spend like thirty to forty bucks. Not working, okay? If you if you mm-hmm. find one that's working, it's about sixty bucks unless you find a a deal or something. Um, it just depends where you're looking. But I I think about it back in the day when I was a teenager, when I was like thirteen, twelve or thirteen. Um, at one point with my Game Boy Advance, like they used to have like I guess they still do. They have a, a plastic. Uh, screen cover that scratches very easily. It wasn't glass back then. It was a plastic cover. And I remember for whatever reason, I don't know why, I got a blade to it and I started carving my name on the screen. <laughs> I I don't know why I did that. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, what the heck even happened to that you know, Game Boy Advance? Like, did I sell it? Did I just trash it? I probably trashed it because back then, like, I didn't care about these kind of things. And now, like... Looking, looking back, I'm like, dude, I really would, I wish I would have kept that. Or, or you know what? Um, another thing as well is back when I was in high school, my wife bought me a Game Boy Micro really cheap. I think it was like 70 bucks or 60 bucks or something, which, you know, Game Boy Micros right now go for 150 and up. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That Game Boy Micro had problems with the battery and I didn't know how to open that battery port because I didn't have the right tools. I was a kid. I was a, you know. I was high, I was a high schooler, so I broke off the 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 battery door to that Game Boy Micro, and it was never the same. And honestly, dude, I think I threw that Game Boy Micro out. <laughs> and I'm thinking to Creating myself, scarcity. Yeah, and I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, if I had kept it, if I had known that I would be a modder in the future, I would have been able to fix it today in this day and age. So I guess the moral of the story is yeah. um, don't throw away your stuff, kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I literally just told my brother um, yesterday. I was like, Joseph, I have some advice for you. If you buy something like video game related or, or anything, one, buy it physical. 
two, never sell it. It's not even because I'm in a position, it, dude. At this point, it's never throw it. Well, for me, maybe because back then I would never sell stuff. I would always just throw things away. Well, never get rid of it. Yeah, just never get rid of it. Yeah, and that's like yeah, ah, no, like man. I, I'm so mad. Like I, there's countless stories of like me just getting rid of something because I was a stupid kid, <laughs> not realizing that I would want it again in the future. Like here's okay, yeah, again, moral of the story: don't get rid of stuff. <laughs> I mean, don't be a don't be a hoarder either. <laughs> I think no. I okay, think don't be, be a hoarder. No, I think it should and be though. That's a <laughs> <laughs> be a hoarder. Be a thing, hoarder. Like even today, I'll still throw things away, dude. Like like small little bits that I think I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna use this. I'm never gonna need this cable. And then like two three months later, uh, I asked my wife, "Have you seen this cable by chance?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, ah, "Did I throw it away? No, I wouldn't have thrown it away. Mm-hmm. I threw it away. No." And then, like I'm, I'm second guessing myself now. I don't know what I've thrown away and what I haven't thrown away. At this point, if I can't find something, dude, I assume I threw it away. Like I, I, that's just the way I am at this point. I'll, I'll, I'll look through like maybe four boxes and I'm like, I don't see it. I threw it away. Guess I'm purchasing something else. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I'm still. Then, I'm know, still you know, guilty of doing it today. And that really blows my mind. Like I, I was even thinking about, um, some games I probably threw away back in the day too. Like, um, uh, legend of Zelda, uh, Oracle of, of, of ages. I'm, I don't wow. know what happened to that game, but I know I didn't sell it. I know I didn't get anything for and it. I think that's a, and that one's like a, a more expensive one. 50 I think. Bucks. Not like super expensive, but it's, yeah, see, it's 50 bucks. Right and now. yeah, yeah. Like, I've been doing, again, a deep dive on nostalgic stuff. Like, I literally just bought Pokemon uh, Pogs or Tassos uh, on eBay yesterday. I'm like, uh, I, like, I had a bunch. I'm like, why Dude, did I get rid of I these? I don't even know I'm what I did with mine. I either threw them away or gave them to my cousin, and my cousin probably threw them away. Because back in the day, um, I used to go to I used to go to Mexicali a lot, um, like, every two mm-hmm. weeks. And, like, no joke, dude, every two weeks, I would buy, like, maybe five bags of chips. Not for the chips, but because they would include a little pog inside of it. And I was trying to collect all 151 Pokemon at the time. And and I did. I I can proudly say that I that I did do that. However, when Generation 2 came out and they started with Chikorita and, and, and Cyndaquil and all that, I was like, oh, it's another 100 to collect. I started catching or getting a few, but I was like, oh, I think I'm done. And I don't know what I did with them, dude. I don't know if I gave them to my cousin and then he threw them away or if I just ended up throwing them away at some point. That blows my mind. Yeah. And like, I, I think I'm like, there's yeah. no way I can get these again unless I purchase them outright. But that's not fun. Like for me, like I, I, I found so much enjoyment out of buying chips every two weeks. The and hunt. yeah, the hunt, like, oh, I already have this one. I'll trade you. Like I'll tell my cousin, I'd, I'll trade you this one for this one. Cause I don't have that one yet. You know, like it for me, like back in the day, cause I didn't really have a Game Boy growing up. Like when I was what, eight or nine, that was my way of experiencing, I guess, Pokemon. I didn't buy the cards. I didn't have the games because I didn't have own a Game Boy at the time, but I would at least be able to trade the Pogs. And and that was maybe that was my experience with, with Pokemon. I don't know. I'm getting some weird flashbacks now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm experiencing uh, <laughs> uh, memories as, as we're recording. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy. So like, yeah, I, and I vividly remember giving away all of my Pokemon cards uh, to the Salvation Army. because I'm like, ah. I'm never going to play with these again. Like I'm too old. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine you had like a, like a, a Charizard or a dark holographic Charizard or something. <laughs> no, here's, here's a fun story that we'll, we'll end the po- podcast on. So back in the day, I actually had uh, a Charizard, right? But 
stupid me like i didn't know that it was like really uh rare i guess and i traded it to some friend of mine who lived in the same apartment complex for a dark charizard because i thought that was so much cooler wow again moral story <laughs> don't give your stuff away kids <laughs> and hey don't don't sell your your gamecube for ten dollars to joey because then you'll just end up how many years later rebuying it for 300 bucks dude i still so. okay <laughs> i still can't believe you sold me the gamecube for ten dollars i'm just gonna say that right now like i know this is probably what we should be ending it on but i'm just gonna say i cannot believe back in 2007 you sold me a gamecube for 10 bucks i just i'm thinking about it and i'm like dude even back then you could have easily made 50 bucks off me easily dude but for whatever reason, you gave it yeah, to me for 10 friend. bucks. And and you know what, dude? You let me borrow a, 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 a huge amount of games. Some that I still have. I'm pretty sure Sunshine is yours. I'm pretty sure Animal Crossing is yours. Well, I have like three copies of Animal Crossing, to be fair, though. But um, I'm pretty sure Animal Crossing is yours. Um, I Oh, you're like sticking a dagger into my heart. Uh, each word I that have you say. Metroid Prime. Oh, Finding Nemo. I have Finding Nemo as well. Oh, I forgot yeah. About that yeah, yeah, like I, I think at some point you gave me like a, a whole sleeve of games. I don't know what happened to the sleeves and the games that were inside of it. What is wrong? I don't know, with but me? I, don't, I don't know what happened with the with the games that were inside of it. But I have a few left. Like I have Finding Nemo. Um, I have. I know I have Sunshine. Um, oh, maybe Sunshine isn't yours though, because maybe it's not yours, dude. Because I have the actual game case for it, and I remember you gave me a sleeves. I might have had it too. Oh, I did give you like a, it was like a little yeah, but ba- ba- yeah, back in the thing. day we had these little binders filled with with <laughs> with CDs and DVDs. Ah, dude, I miss the old days. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. And I think you know we we should definitely do a part two of this uh, podcast because I think uh, next episode it would be fun to talk about you know more about like collecting stuff and the yeah. hunt and so forth. Um, but also it'd be an interesting topic to talk about like what's gonna happen. If it ever does, and which it might, whenever video game consoles phase out of physical so, completely, so like is that going to be a so thing? But we should save well, it. Real quick, real quick. It, I'm so sorry, but real quick, that just so sure. And final note: the the day that this podcast ends is when it becomes full circle. And what do I mean by that? I started, I we started the podcast, and when I started, I started talking about CRTs and PVMs. The day that you move into your own house and you buy a PVM. That's the day this podcast will end. I'm going to say it right now, except it probably won't end, but I know it'll happen. I I, I have time to convince <laughs> you to get a PVM. I, I, it'll happen. It'll happen. No, it might. Like, it might. I'm, I was already thinking about getting some sort of, you know, just regular standard definition TV for, you know, the GameCube. Yeah. So, well, which we'll, I already have, we'll I think. continue this part and everything else on the next episode of Caffeine yeah well thank you so much for listening to this episode of cafe attic if you like what you hear please rate comment and subscribe wherever you listen and also please ping us on twitter we like to talk i am at christian boy with three o's and you are joey underscore key q-u-i until next time bye Bye. did you say penis on twitter Please ping us on Twitter. Oh.